catalog and cocktails. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here's your hosts, Juan Cicada and Tim Gasper. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Catalog and Cocktails. This is your weekly hangout, an honest, no BS, non-salesy conversation about enterprise data management with tasty beverages in hand. I'm Tim Gasper, longtime data nerd and product guy at Data.World, and this is Juan. Hey, I'm Juan Cicada, the principal scientist here at Data.World, and Wednesday, middle of the week, and time to take the break and chat about data. Um, and this week, we have a great, always oh, we have great guests. I love our guests. And this one's a very different uh, guest and, and topic. Uh, we have Professor George Fletcher. He's a professor in computer science from Eindhoven University of Technology, a really good friend of mine that we've been collaborating over the years. Uh, George, cheers. How are you doing? Welcome, Thanks for being here. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I'm very excited to be here. I'm doing well. Hope you guys are doing well, too. Uh, yeah, excited to talk uh, today. This is a new experience for me, so I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. So just quick reminders. Hey, please, please give us uh, your review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. You can rate, review us. Uh, we really appreciate all the love we've received. Uh, and, and so, yeah, please share more of it. Share with your colleagues and your friends. And an also a reminder that we are working, partnering with the Knowledge Graph Conference, which is going to take place on May third to the sixth, you can go to knowledgegraph.tech and you can use a special discount code CCKGC to get a 10% discount. And they have over 17 different workshops, tutorials from 101 to 101 to advanced topics, uh, keynotes, 50 speakers. And we're going to have a special edition of Catalog and Cocktails where I'll be moderating an archi data architecture panel with Shamak Tigani, who is our guest next week, and Teresa Tung and J.U. and Mohammed Osser. So don't forget about that. So with that, what are we drinking? What are we toasting for? George, you go first. I have a glass of Bordeaux. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, cheers, guys. I'm uh, toasting uh, to uh, hopefully sometime soon all of us being able to meet together face to face. Cheers to that. That is always a good yep. one to cheers to. What are you guys um, drinking? I am drinking some uh, whiskey, a Tennessee whiskey called Uncle Nearest, and uh, Nearest. really good. If you haven't tried it before, it is a really old Tennessee whiskey, uh, and it was originally founded by black former slaves. So very interesting history. You should learn about it. And the whiskey is excellent. So, and I'm cheering to uh, Detroit style pizza, which uh, I'm finding I'm eating almost uh, uh, every couple of weeks now, which is probably not very good for my health, but it is very delicious. <laughs> well, I, I am mixing a bunch of stuff I have in my bar, and I found a little bit of pear and cinnamon syrup, vanilla, and orange bitters. Uh, put that, mix it with, rum, with some rum. I'm having the Panamanian rum abuelo, lime juice, and a splash of soda. Actually, Pretty good. That sounds nice. amazing. Cheers. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right. So we, we got our funny uh, warm-up question. So what should the mascot at the Data Science University be? Yeah, this is a really tough question. I think uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think maybe an octopus. I don't know. Because you have, you know, all the different tentacles and all the different threads that have to come together. You know, computer science, of course, but all the other threads that have to come together and uh, but I would change maybe the head of the octopus to maybe a person or people or a group of people. Yeah. So it has tentacles and a bunch of heads then. Yeah, like a yeah. high ground of heads and then you <laughs> Okay, like yeah, that. yeah. Maybe maybe one person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's creepy. Awesome. 
Yeah, I was thinking maybe like an owl or something like that, but I feel like that's too commonplace. You need you need something more unique. So I like your answer. That was a good one. So we'll put an owl. Yeah, owls for wisdom, right? Though, so yeah, it's so also it, yeah. You put an octopus with all the tentacles and with the head of an owl. There you go. Okay, there. You all go. right, we got our mascot. I like it. <laughs> all right, so let, let's kick this off and talk about data and education. And I like to kick it out with a, an honest, no BS question. So George, honest, no BS. You are right now, you're a professor of computer science and you're leading a lot of the, I mean, I think you're leading the curriculums for data science programs within your university. What's the state of data science education right now in the bachelor's and master's programs? Sure. I think overall, uh, it's good. It's actually very, it's great. Uh, We have a lot of uh, enthusiasm from students that if we get more applications than we can handle, I think it's pretty typical, uh, not just to us. Um, so yeah, indeed, I'm director actually of our bachelor's in data science, and we just went through, uh, we're going through a reaccreditation. So there we had to really take a look at the landscape, you know, what are our competitors up to, to see uh, what's happening in the, in the bachelor's space for data science. And we also just went through a, an accreditation of a new master's in data science and AI. So there we also had to take a look and see really what was happening uh, at the master's level in, in data science programs. I think overall, uh, the field is moving in, in, in a very good direction, right? So that um, I think, well, I can maybe can describe our bachelors. It's pretty typical uh, to give a sense of where things are at. So our bachelors is organized around uh, what we call learning lines. So these are cluster, thematic clusters of, of coursework. And uh, we have six of these. So they are clusters in law and ethics, uh, data analytics and statistics, uh, computer science, Um, business and business analytics, uh, cognitive science and AI. And then we have kind of a cross-studying learning line, which we call the data challenges, which are uh, essentially team-based challenges. We have one a year, and it's essentially kind of a capstone that ties together the different threads, the the other five learning lines, but at increasing levels of, say, of uh, sophistication and independence on the part of the students. And uh, I think this sort of structure, and it, this structure also kind of echoes in our masters. We have different learning lines, but it's essentially kind of these disciplinary learning lines, right? We inherit concepts from statistics. We inherit uh, foundations from com- computer science. We inherit ideas and in, say uh, innovation and regulation and, and legal aspects of innovation and, and ethical aspects of innovation. Um, and, um, and so these, I mean, these really are kind of the basic building blocks of, of doing analytics, you know, extracting knowledge and actionable knowledge from data. But, uh, so that's the good, but there's a lot of area for improvement. So they are still kind of siloed, right? These are sort of still independent areas. So they have their kind of disciplinary boundaries, their disciplinary culture, language, uh, expectations. And it's, there's still no, uh, so far, really overarching sense of data science as uh, really an independent uh, discipline, right? So we, most programs do it with something like we do with the data challenges, where you tie these together in, in team projects. So we get problems from external tech stakeholders, public uh, uh, folks in the, in the government, but also, say, from, private, uh, from the private sector. Uh, but these are still very much project-based, and there's no sort of... Uh, Say, say theoretical foundations under this, right? You kind of pick and choose. And um, so there's, I think it's, a, it's really early days and it's not as mature obviously as other fields. And so I think uh, data science still has to go through this growth phase of finding out uh, what it is on its own, you know, separate from the other, other, the other areas that are kind of 
that we pick and choose from to build these programs. So th th that's an interesting point that you're saying right there, that data science needs to grow, figure out like who do they want to be when they grow up compared to like everybody out there. So is from an undergraduate level, we, I mean, we have computer science degrees. Are we start, are we now seeing, is a data science a different type of bachelor's or, or do you think this is going to happen separate from data, from computer science? And that's why we need to have that distinction. Or is it just data science going to be part of uh, a focus for computer scientists or is it, just going to be uh, always a side, uh, yeah. a Coursera type of thing, or you just get a master's in it, in it. So where, how does that fit within like the traditional education that we see yeah. in computer science? Actually, it's kind of split 50-50 now. So it's, uh, and some universities, you see it really is a, a stream within computer science or a stream within a statistics bachelor's. Um, and in others, you see it evolving into standalone uh, educational programs that, will eventually perhaps have standalone departments, you know, or so organizational entities around these educational products. Um, you also see this in the kind of community works so of the, the, the National Academies of Science and Engineering in the US, they had, they put together a task force to kind of think about what data science as a discipline would be, and, and particularly in the context of a bachelor's. And there the, the thinking was independent of an area. Right, so it's kind of what would it be as a, as a new area of intellectual inquiry? Um, so that's one kind of model that manifested in that task force. And then the ACM, there's a task force under computer science for data science uh, uh, curricula design, right? So these are kind of two different models and it's not clear yet uh, if there will be a winner or if there should be a winner, but we're kind of coexisting right now. So the jury is still out there. That's interesting. Do you, do you have an opinion on, on which approach that you like better as you're kind of looking at the pros and cons? Do you like the multidisciplinary kind of approach, project-based approach? Do you see a lot of value in it either being part of statistics or being its own program? Because I, I know I have seen lately more of these groups saying like, oh yeah, get your, you know, your bachelor's or your, or your uh, master's in, in data science. I know that's starting to become, although it's still a little bit niche, it's starting to become more of a thing. Do, do you have a, a feeling one way or another? Um, so I think at a lot of institutions, it makes sense, right? So there's kind of local, there's the local environment, there's the institution itself, it's mm -hmm. history, and then also it's local community. And for the, and for some institutions, it makes sense for it to piggyback as a, as a say a stream within a pre-existing program like statistics mm -hmm. or computer science, but kind of looking longer term, I think actually the data science will come into its own and become uh, a, a discipline of its own because I mean, as, as you guys know very well, and as the broader data community understands very well, data plays, I guess, like a central, if not the central role in, in much of what we do in, in our modern lives. And so I think that once we understand and maybe refocus, actually this is something that I thought maybe we could talk about here. I wanted to see what you guys think. Mm -hmm. um, once data becomes centered in data science programs, I think that we will be start moving even uh, more in the right direction. And this sounds kind of odd to say it this way, but if you look at the way in which uh, in data science programs and, and computer science programs that we talk about data science, although it's called data science, uh, much of the orientation is still about the processes, the algorithms, machine learning algorithms, uh, deep learning methods. And so that's where all of the, much of the, the focus is and much of the excitement is, is on, on the processing, the, the algorithmics of data, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for data science to come into its own, um, so, I mean, I'm thinking about the, the work that, for example, you guys are doing and in, in, in kind of championing the idea of data itself as a product or, uh, you know, having uh, data managed by, uh, by you know, uh, uh, distinct roles within an organization. So I think this centering of data, um, and I'm thinking here of also in the broader community work of folks like Dave McComb, where um, it's actually data, data and models of data, those are ultimately what we're doing when we're doing data science. And the, the algorithmics and the methods are just a means to help us model and externalize and transform data from one shape, you know, one model, one knowledge conceptualization into another knowledge conceptualization given the task or tasks so at hand. This is an interesting mm-hmm. breakdown. So we think about as data as our object of study, right? And then there are, there are methods, algorithms, things, which are, frankly is the computation, right? So you have this thing and then you have something that occurs around that thing. And yeah. this thing happens to be the data. And this, this other thing is the, the computation, the whatever, the, the algorithms, the, method, the, 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 the programs, the, the, programs, whatever, the right. inputs and outputs, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you think about it, you have inputs and outputs. The inputs can be the data to this. So you study the black box, which has inputs and outputs. So w- let's go study the inputs to the black boxes, right? So these are two different things. Um, I'm just making i'm just realizing that's a good distinction right there so what are we what are the ones that we, we want to go focus on how to go do something what are the methods that we're doing versus we're actually studying the data itself and i think yeah. what's interesting what's interesting that you just said you just brought it up was like think starting to treat data as a product starting to treat uh who owns the product who how do you create this 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 thing right how do you create the data right and i think this is the, this is the this is what i'm personally realizing that we need to bring in more of the social aspect into the data exactly yeah it's not just about the technology side so you're you're seeing this distinction here and and i know that you've been t- you ha- you have to talk to a lot of folks how are you seeing uh, in the industry like is industry actually realizing that this is, there is a distinction and we need to start educating towards this like focusing on data and focusing on the methods or is this something that you think that that we haven't realized yet but we should be doing it i think it's still implicit in, in, in most people's thinking about uh, what value data analytics is bringing to the organization so i think uh, a lot of the folks so part of designing for example our bachelor's and our master's is we also get uh, uh, external boards of experts to give us feedback on our design as we're iterating on the design of, of a curriculum and I think uh, the, the default view and the industrial folks that we spoke with when designing our programs was still the traditional one where um, uh, the primary focus is on, is on the processing, on the computation, so that the, the value is recognized in data, but all of the, the attention is still focused on the processing of the data, the, 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 the AI, the machine learning models, uh, the methods that we're using, and not so much on data itself. What, what is the role that uh, uh, this data collection and our conceptualization of it, what role is that playing in our organization? Why are we doing it this way? What ends are we serving? Whose ends are we serving? And by focusing on the, the, the action rather than the, the data and the knowledge, we're not asking, the, the questions are kind of shifted off what I think are the important questions. And, I, and, and back to your original question, I think these are the questions that will help us mature data science into its own, right? Uh, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, it's like a, a, the spotlight is shining off a little off center or kind of like, uh, as you're saying, Juan, it's like, 
it's shining on uh, on on the uh, uh, the silhouette of data and not on the data itself, right? On the outline or the uh, the complement of the data. Right. This is this is interesting, and uh, my head's kind of uh, spinning a little bit as we talk about this because, like, you had mentioned about how you know Juan and I and several of our guests in the past we've mentioned this concept of uh, data as a product, right, and treating data like a product. Um, and, you know, it strikes me that, you know, being a product manager myself, like, you know, product suffers a little bit of this same fate as well, where like, you know, where data is the object, you know, product is the object, right? But like, you've got so much focus around the activities around product, like the, the, the management, right, or the computer science or things like that. But product management itself is kind of like this weird interdisciplinary kind of thing. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, going back to Juan's question about like, you know, is is industry getting it right about about sort of data science in in general? You know, how do we do a better job of of handling some of these multidisciplinary types of situations? Like, is is the way that it's working now good? Is it like you know, it, you know, you you major in something that's kind of related, and then and then you try to get that business experience. You try to have projects that let you cross boundaries. You know, is there something that we should be doing differently? Yeah, I think that's a traditional model, right? So students themselves they fill in the gaps, or they get the experience that they need, or or the ideas. Well, I'll wait till I graduate, and then I'll just learn the the other bits, uh, the the context um, yeah. uh, on on the job. Um, yeah, this is a difficult question, right? Because it also goes back to, um, it's tied up in a lot of questions. Like what is, the, what is a bachelor's degree, right? What is the, what is the function of the university? Um, I love this. Uh, now we're much... getting very philosophical. Why yeah, yeah. So university? <laughs> yeah, like, so these are, these are basic questions. These are the questions you have to ask when we're thinking. When you ask, okay, how can different parts of society contribute to uh, you know, a better uh, bachelor's degree. This is one of the, the questions. So you're balancing lots of different things, and and one of them is, yeah, what are the what are the uh, the foundational ideas that will kind of transcend uh, weight, hype waves, right? On the one hand, and on the other, uh, are are we preparing our students to really um, to engage with the world in which they're going to graduate, right? So it's a balance between these two. And I think uh, as industry folks, if, if people reach out to you when they're designing their curricula or looking for advice, I think these are excellent opportunities to really change what we're doing in the university. I think most universities, most, most programs are very open to, to feedback, critical feedback from beyond the, the walls. So this, is, this is super important. This is, I think, I'd make a call, a call for action, call for arms for anybody who's listening and who works in companies is if you're complaining about like we're like we're missing these uh, skills like what if you're realizing that go to your, your university and in the place that you live and go tell people about that stuff because i think once they may not even know right or they may know but they don't think it's that important and you start hearing about these things so i think it, i mean this is part of the society this is where education comes in it's like you can't expect that one person gonna one group is going to do everything like we need as a society we need to go talk together and figure this out so academics are going off and thinking about things, right? They get, they, 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 they come up with these ideas of how we should educate with the much as input as they have, but industry themselves, us, right? Like we have, we have, we're exposed to so much stuff, so many uh, problems and, and, and have ideas of how this can be solved too. Like we should go to share this with 
the edu- educators, with the academics, and we have to have this feedback loop. I think that, yeah. that's 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 crucial. And so, call for arms for everybody who's listening. Yeah. If you have, if you're realizing problems, go to your nearest university and find a professor and go share and, your concerns. In universities, are very open to. I mean, every most every department has an advisory board, right? A non-academic advisory board, and it's often hard to find people who have the time and the energy to to help shape the, the programs on campuses. Um, so yeah, there's there's usually a lot. There's usually several avenues for you to make an impact in your local university. So what's next, or what's missing from what you see? So, you, so you've been so data science has been a thing now for almost ten years, right? You said that things are good. What's but I mean, you know, things aren't perfect, right? What what should we be doing? What should the what should universities be doing? What's the next thing that that they're not doing, and we should be doing now? So I think the big missing piece of the puzzle, and I kind of, I think I hinted at it already, is people, right? So we need to center people as one of uh, co-equals with data models and methods, right? So taking the social or the, say the organizational context into account uh, when thinking about uh, data science. So I think this is, this is a big uh, shift that's coming across say all of computer science and data science, a shift a re or actually maybe for the first time an orientation towards the social, an orientation towards people. I mean, there are areas that have always been about people, right? So HCI, for example, um, but even there somehow uh, um, the, sh- uh, the broader say richness of, uh, of uh, what it means to embed the work that we're doing within, you know, understanding that the work that we're doing is embedded and people work and, and us together trying to accomplish things together in the world um, still remains to, to happen, right? So I think this is a big shift that is coming and something that, that I, I welcome, right? So thinking in particular about data science, all of these, these questions about uh, why, are we, why are we conceptualizing the data in this way and not this other way? Um, uh, for what purpose, for whose purpose? These sorts of basic questions, I mean, they're fundamental. I, I think these are kind of maybe the fundamental questions that will define data science uh, as a discipline of its own. And, and, and through doing this, I think we will shift uh, more towards, uh, say, uh, uh, re- revisiting and modernizing and, and revolutionizing what in the past we would have called knowledge engineering. Right? because we're kind of we're trying to capture the knowledge of, of a group of people that are trying to accomplish something together in the world through conceptualizations uh, which drive the, the generation and collection and analytics on data so I, I would I say love, yeah I love the way that you're positioning that there because it does seem like the the traditional path or the sort of the slightly short-sighted path is to really just think of, of data as, as you're saying, as just like the bits and the models and the processes that are happening to those bits. Right. But the people aspect, it sounds like you're saying the people is, is partly the social aspect, but it's also the, it's, it's the, it's the business context. It's the, the situational awareness. It's, taking it away from just being a sort of a hard science and thinking of it more as a, um, as a broader discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see also people, some folks from the other side, say social scientists and people in the humanities, you'll find in different areas that people are working on the social aspects of data or uh, legal innovation, uh, innovation aspect, innovation regulation aspects of data. So there are a lot of people who are working in data from the, from the side of the 
humanities. And I think we need to find ways for us as technical people to build bridges because we're ultimately, I think we're, we're looking at the same problem space, but just from different sides. And I think there's a lot of value in being able to, to, to make these bridges and to be able to, to learn from each other and transfer ways and you know, frameworks of thinking uh, that can impact how we can build better data systems and processes around uh, our, our, our data. I've I've always thought that the the ideal kind of person who works in these two sides are, I've always talked about they, they think with both sides of their brain, right? They're 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 that critical analytical person, right? They're the math they like enjoy the math, but at the same time, they're that social people person. They're the arts uh, they like music and 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 I've actually people have encountered who are the who 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 build who can be a bridge, right? are folks who actually have a dual degree in computer science and English or philosophy or they're musicians and right there. So that technical background and they actually have that more of that social kind of training on both sides. And I think this is, I particularly believe that the fo folks who have those, who can navigate between those two worlds, call it in a way, they're the ones who are gonna be kind of in the best position to, 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 to be leaders because they can, they know how to be, what I always say, they, they can be, people person, right? They can go talk with uh -huh. the folks who are not technical, but they can get into the, in, into the, into the nitty gritty and be the geeks with the, with the data folks. Right. And, yep. and, and it's two different things. I mean, how many times have we seen that you're like, I mean, like the, the, you go into all these level of details to folks who are like, I don't understand. And actually I don't care, but yeah. there, so you, you, you have this big gap right there. And, and the point is we need to be able to find ourselves at the same level. And, are we going to get everybody who who is more who is non-technical or make them both technical? I don't know. I don't think so. Are we getting all the technical folks? Get them all kind of be able to go talk to the non-technical? I mean, this is an interesting balance. I don't think. And I wonder, can you actually teach this or not? I think you. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's asking know. a lot, right? I mean, this is what we're. It trying is. To it do. is. This is what we're trying to do in our bachelor's. I mean, hopefully, and we we hope that we can have people who can work with knowledge and data that don't have to double major, right? So I think what most data science programs are, we're kind of groping towards providing both sides, the right and the left brain, as you say, one. But it's asking a lot also of, uh, of a single you know, university experience, uh, a single degree. Um, but I think it can be done, right? And a lot of this is all, also comes down to kind of understanding what, is, what, is the, what are the core basic questions which define data science as its own independent area separate from statistics, separate from computer science, uh, you know, separate, separate, separate from business analytics. Let, let, mm -hmm. So let, I want to get into some of the specifics, right? Like the honest, again, honest, no BS theory. I've always, I've mentioned this all the time, like people go through a computer science degree and they, if they're lucky, they've had three or four lectures on data modeling, for example. I find that ridiculous. Like, so specifically, what are the things that you think that that people are not learning coming out of a data science or computer science that we should be learning? Like, what are the exact same features? What are the what are the courses that they're not taking that they should be taking? What are or or, or particular courses should be extended with what type of lectures or projects? Like specifically, I mean, I'd love your thoughts because I I have my ideas, but I think I've said them so many times over and over on this podcast that I'm going to sound like a broken record. I want somebody else yeah. to say it. <laughs> Well, I think it's hard. I think a lot of these courses don't exist. Um, but I would think I would I would think it would involve taking bits and pieces from, say, uh, philosophy of language, philosophy of science, philosophy of mind. So that side of things to to understand that uh, uh, it's most yeah 
it's probably not the case that you have truth with a capital T. It's probably truths with uh, lowercase t's. That's something you can take from that, that side, kind of uh, mental frameworks for, for thinking about truth and context. But I think also coursework in sociology, so social, social science, uh, sociology of science and technology. Um, and I think also a bit of anthropology, because I mean, a bit of what you're doing also is anthropological field work, right? You're doing case studies in the field, but you are doing like, I don't know, self-anthropology or auto-anthropology or something, right? So I think it's a, a mix of these things, different. It's like different toolkits for trying to understand what people do, <laughs> right? And then in all these other areas, that's a lot of what I think people are doing in, this, in, in the social sciences and humanities. It's just like different lenses of looking at the human experience, right? And so over centuries, they've developed tools for, for, for kind of describing and making sense and moving forward and doing things better. And so uh, I think much of, if not all of this remains to be imagined and designed and then you know distilled into uh, uh, things that we can teach to our students. I think it's I, early I, days. I like that you've said like anthropology, sociology, philosophy, because like I can tell that personally, I'm so entrenched in industry that when I heard Juan ask that question, the first thing that my mind went to was like, oh, well, maybe like design thinking or something like that. But then if you really boil it down, you look at the first principles, like those are also multidisciplinary things. Yeah. If you really want to break it down to its fundamental pieces. Yeah. It's like anthropology and sociology. Who were the original fields and the people that were doing things like user studies and investigational mm -hmm. studies and human yeah. studies, right? It's these so we can look, we can look to areas and uh, say in business schools where they have looked at design, uh, design science uh, as kind of use cases for where, how we might be able to build bridges, multidisciplinary bridges, but now for us in, in data, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of prior success stories uh, of building these kinds of bridges. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I mean, come, I think, industry companies or data companies need to realize uh, that we need to have this kind of social aspect within the, the teams that are working with data. Because I mean, every time I, I, I see this all the time that we're talking to folks and, and we're telling them, we, okay, you got to think about data as a product. And, and then immediately you have this, the people on the call are like, well, can you uh, automatically tell me if this blah, 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 and automatically do this and automatically do this. I'm like, wait, okay, so immediately you have the entire group of people focusing on the technology kind of aspects of the problem and completely ignore or even think, of, don't even realize that there's people involved, right? And, I, yeah. and, I always, and what I always tell people is, look, here's a magic wand. You want to, so the, when you say that, uh, can we automatically do whatever? Magic wand says, yes, now what? So what? Yeah. Did you solve your problem? So, okay. Assume that's not a problem anymore. So what? Yeah. So I think these are the things we need to go push. And at the end of the day, we got to remind people is like data is not data is, 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 is just like this matter. It, 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 it's something that you can go touch, but you got to go do something with it. Right. It's like the bits and matter. I got it by itself. It doesn't mean anything. I got to do something with it. So who are the people who are actually yeah. going with it and, 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 and provide value from it from a, from a company's uh, industries, like, and, and we got to make money, we got to save money. So this data thing that you're doing, how is that making me money? You're saving me money, right? On other aspects is how is it saving lives or whatever. Right. And at the end, there's humans who are actually. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one, I'm, one, I'm going to steal your, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal your magic wand uh, metaphor. I think that's awesome. Because I was thinking, you know, like we've got a bunch of hammers, but we're not saying like who bought the hammer, who's holding the hammer. 
who's deciding uh, which hammers and which nails to hit with the hammer. But the magic wand is much better than the hammer and nail thing. <laughs> it's less aggressive. Yeah, it's, le- it's also less aggressive and also just cooler. Ma- you know, magic. So, it's yeah. magic, yeah. It, I mean, people want magic and like, okay, yeah. assume the magic is yeah. the rock. Suppose you had your magic, yes. And then, and then what, right? So, yeah. It's asking the so what at the end. Just, at yeah. the end of the day, we realize that it's humans, right? You got to talk to the people and the people who are making the decisions and these decisions are going to affect people at the end, right? I'll make money, I'll save money, but that money is affecting people at the end too, right? So mm-hmm. it's really try to understand what people are involved in. Hey, working with humans, that's super complicated. I guess in a way, that's why uh, people don't even, people want to get, want to work in computer science because they don't want to deal with humans. <laughs> but if we're going to deal with data, I think the point here is, Data doesn't live by itself. Data, I mean, yeah. they, I mean, the, val- the the reason of existence of data is so humans, people can actually go do some go do something. Yeah, you know? it's the it's the it's the stories that you know the conversations and the stories that we weave together that's putting data into action, right? So, George, I told as I tell everybody, and I repeat this every time: thirty minutes fly by. Uh, th- this oh is my a gosh. Fast- this is More a fast- than 30 minutes. Yeah, it's fast. This is a fascinating discussion. Uh, so we always like to takeaways. And so Tim, the TTT, Tim, take us away with our takeaways. All right. The triple T threat. Here we go. Um, you know, the, I, I liked what you said, George, about the more data becomes at the center. And, and I added in my notes, parentheses and knowledge becomes at the center. Uh, it pushes data science and eventually knowledge science, right? I think that's where we see kind of things heading to be more of a separate thing that stands on its own. And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I like that. I like that way of framing data being at the center and seeing that as a trend that's only going to accelerate, right? As data continues to be more and more and more at the center of what, you know, differentiates companies and drives just how our society is, is functioning, right? Um, and uh, I like that you said that people need to be co-equals with the data and the models and the technology and really raising up the people element. That seems like to be, these th- these are things that can have huge impacts on sort of how the university curriculum is evolving, how students can think about the things that they can augment their studies with and the experiences that they can get to really land great jobs and have big impacts. And then obviously it can have a huge impact on how the industry evolves its skills and, and, and its workforce. So very, very, very interesting. Yeah, well, I got, so two takeaways for me. One is, this distinction about data science and computer science. So if we think about data science, really the object of study is data, while computer science is the, the object of study is that computation, those algorithms, those methods of processing. So there's a distinction there. And when, you, and when you're studying data, it's when you realize, well, data by itself is, I mean, there's more than just data by itself, right? You have to have, there, there's people, right? There's systems around there. So I think that's an important thing to go think about. And then the new topics that we need to be covering within education is the philosophy of mind. We have multiple truths, right? Uh, sociology of science and technology, anthropology. I think this is something very fascinating that we'll see kind of uh, new versions uh, or, or the extensions of how data science curriculums uh, occur. And then also as a, as a final thing, George is uh, George and I, well, we collaborate a lot in the partner in crime and the whole knowledge scientist kind of movement uh, also with Professor Paul Groth from the University of Amsterdam. So. If you're interested in more, you can go to knowledgescientist.org. Uh, we, we have kind of a, a little paper, essay, manifesto in a way. Manifesto. Yeah. manifesto, right? Knowledge Scientist is the knowledge engineering 2.0, where you're combining knowledge and also uh, data and knowledge together. 
Um, and then we have a Slack community. So if you're interested to go chat more about these topics of where we're heading on knowledge, so knowledgescientist.org. And with that, a couple of, just a couple of, of things before we say goodbye. Don't forget, again, the KnowledgeGraph conference. Go get your tickets at knowledgegraph.tech. Uh, you get a special 10% discount with the code CCKGC. And next week, we're going to have a fascinating discussion on the topic of data mesh with the Data Mesh founder, Shamak Degani. This is going to be super, super cool because Data Mesh is one of those hot topics right now that I think is a combination of the people and the data all together. And, it's, and one of the things I want to make clear is that it's not technology. It's a paradigm shift, which is there's technology involved, but you have, it's a new way of thinking about uh, the people, how they're going to how the data and people are going to go coexist with an organization. And with that, George, thank you so much. Appreciate oh, thanks, your fantastic discussion. I appreciate, appreciate the chance to have a chat with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and before we let you go though, George, uh, Juan, uh, advice on what's, uh, and who to invite. Oh, of course. Wait, you see what's fun? <laughs> you almost ended it early. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, right. So always the two final questions. George, what's your advice, Rod, and who should we invite next? advice yeah that's a hard one to give I, I i would advise maybe picking up a book uh written by a, a sociologist uh, or someone working in uh, data that's outside of the tech space uh, right so um that's what i've been trying to do lately is read up and what other people are thinking about the, the work that we're doing uh and uh, the next question who should we invite next is the second question yep. yeah um, who are a topic yeah, who are topic? I think maybe in one of these folks, right? So I think there, there's a couple of folks uh, working in the overlap of social and data. Uh, so for example, there were a couple of really good keynotes at, at Sigmod this year uh, by, I think there was a legal scholar that gave a, a presentation, but, but she is very much thinking about data and data systems, but from a legal aspect. So maybe someone uh, from, from that side of the social side of, uh, of data. Awesome. George? Pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.